0: Your superhero suit? Do you own one? Do you keep one hidden in your closet? Do you have a cape uh, that you secretly wear when you're alone at home or in your office? On the screen, you will see a gentleman by the name of Frozone. He is from the movie The Incredibles. And The Incredibles is a bunch of superheroes, and it's mainly one family and then their friends, and they have re entered civilian life. And so what you see on the screen this morning is Frozone. He is a friend of the Incredibles family and they are trying to live a normal life, an ordinary life. And he is in his office at home and all of a sudden outside of the window he sees a helicopter falling from the sky. And he immediately reverts to his superhero powers and he wants to go save the day. He wants to save The people that are in the helicopter crash, or the people that may be below. And so he waves his magic wand, snaps his finger, whatever his signal is as a superhero. And all of a sudden, all the walls start to move, and it reveals what you see right there, which is where his super suit is located. It's, it's right here. It's in this magic, uh, secret hideaway of a closet. And he looks, and his superhero suit is missing. And so then it ensues in this funny video clip. You can see it on my Facebook page later today or now if you have earbuds. And you can see he starts into this rant Where is my super suit? And his wife is like, Why do you need your super suit? And he's like... I want to know, where is my super suit? And she's like, we're going to have dinner. We've been planning this dinner forever. And so they get in this dialogue, this yelling dialogue, and he wants his super suit. So I ask you this morning, I ask me, I ask those of you who are worshiping with us online, we extend a very special welcome to you. Let's all ask ourselves and answer the question, where is our super suit? what does your super suit look like? We have all these superheroes. You can see some of them that are up on the stage. We have Wonder Woman. We have Iron Man. We have Thor. And, you know, they all have special outfits. You know, I'm all about special outfits. I do. That is one of my guilty pleasures. And so this morning, I intentionally chose a special outfit. Uh, I was going to wear nicer clothes than normal. Uh, we were going to have communion, I felt like I should look like a preacher, and so I was going to wear a dress, and, uh, I come or usually come to help set up in the mornings here at the high school So I always bring like two or three different changes of clothes on a Sunday morning And so this morning was no different I had three different changes of clothes with me Because I had planned ahead for my whole day And started off in just some gym shorts and a t-shirt And then I was going to come set up But I went to the office first And that always goes downhill because I get sidetracked And Matt said, no worries, we've got it covered for setup." So then I got ready to put on my dress my preacher dress. I was going to look nice. It was communion. And you know, doggone it, just didn't quite look the same this morning on my body as it did in the store. And so I thought, well, we have a couple of options. Target opens eight or nine. I'm not exactly sure when. Or... I have other things I could wear. West is relaxed and casual, so I guess I could wear, you know, just shorts and a shirt that I was going to wear to meetings later on today. Ah, what do I wear? I spend a lot of time thinking about what I'm going to wear. Do you? What if we spent as much time wondering how we could wear our super suits... As we spend wondering about what we can wear out in public or when we do our jobs, this morning, on my Facebook page, I said that I would be wearing my supersuit, and I am. And then I have my the end touch to my supersuit, and it's this, and I'll explain it in just a minute. We each have a supersuit. I want you to take a look in just a second at a video clip of someone who is wearing a real-life super suit. I'm going to show you two different clips this morning, this one and then the one at the end of the message. Then we're going to come partake in communion and... Uh, Receive our superpowers and I'll explain that later on if you're worshiping with us online I do invite you to take a few moments and get some bread and some juice and you are invited to take communion with us as we Have it here, but before we get to that part in the service I want us to identify what our super suits look like think about Superman think about Batman What does Batman have on the front of? his outfit A bat. Good, I'm really glad that that is what he has on. That's what all the propaganda, you know, paraphernalia has, but uh, I do hope he has a bat on his real life Batman outfit. Now, what about Superman? What's on the front of his? An S. Yeah, every superhero has an insignia. They have a supersuit. You and I do too. It is time that we claim our supersuit. And frankly, if we'll claim it, if we'll embrace it, if we'll put it on and then live into it, we won't have to spend a lot of time worrying about it like I did, you know, what am I going to wear to preach in this morning? It will become a natural fit, I promise. Take a look at this clip. This is a modern-day news clip of a young man in his super suit. Take a look.
1: Finally tonight, the T-shirt that says it all. The young soldier who got dressed not knowing that shirt would have true meaning. That's Army Captain Steve Vogelson right there. The rigorous workouts, the rope pulls, the lines. Outdoors, even on his own time. Here's the Army Captain in his uniform. But it was the uniform he put on Sunday morning getting attention tonight. Is Captain America t-shirt. This head-on collision. Look in the far back there for the red. That's Steve running. You can hear the sirens. But before firefighters even get there, he's already pulled one out. He waits for help, then grabs the extinguisher and breaks into the glass himself, a couple still trapped in the other car. Watch as he then pulls William Thompson out of the car and away from the flames. And we smashed out the back window and the driver's side window. From there, I grabbed Mr. Thompson. I took him to a safe distance. The army captain wasn't done. Hey, there's somebody still in the car. He went back for Mr. Thompson's wife, pulling her out too. He told us he was on the way to the mall with his girlfriend when they spotted the accident. Rescue teams had not even arrived. So he jumped in unaware of his own t-shirt. Tonight, many calling him a true Captain America. I was just at the right place at the right time. There's so many other acts going on every day. this just call on camera. Wow, we salute that army captain tonight, and thank you for watching.
0: I was at the right place tonight. The T-shirt that says at it. the right time. Those were his words. That accident was right outside, I believe, Rayford, North Carolina. You know, not too far from us. A man who was in the army. His training in the army is what equipped him to do that. Now, you may find yourself saying, well, I haven't been in the armed forces. If I have, it was many years ago. I don't still have those skills. Every one of us have different superhero powers. Every one of us have the opportunity to claim those. The question is how? I believe the answer to that question and many questions that we have in life comes through our scriptures This morning, I'm going to read a passage that we touched on briefly back in March when we were in the middle of the I Am sayings of Jesus' identity, our identity series, looking at who Jesus was. The passage that I'm going to read this morning was sandwiched in between a couple of other of the I Am sayings that Jesus said. So we didn't focus on it a lot. But this morning, I want us to look at just this small passage passage, because I believe it gives for us the answer. What does our supersuit look like? It also gives us the answer to the question, how? How do I do something like that gentleman did that we just saw on the news? We see modern-day hero stories every day, but perhaps we don't feel like heroes? The answer is found, I believe, in the book of John, in the words of Christ, and then again in one of the men who was instrumental in carrying out the work of Christ, the words of the Apostle Paul. He sort of validated the sayings of Jesus and showed them how real So hear this passage from the book of John this morning. It's taken from John chapter 14, verses 9 through 14. Jesus is gathered together with the disciples. They are getting ready to celebrate the Passover meal. They are gathered together with their best friends, the closest people that had been following Jesus. There were men and women gathered together in that upper room, and it was actually right before they partook of the meal, and Jesus is in a dialogue with them. And so we're going to pick up this passage series right in the middle of that dialogue. Jesus is talking specifically At this point in time, with Philip, he says to him, You've been with me all this time, and you still don't understand? To see me. Now, Jesus is saying this to Philip Philip, if you see me, you see the Father. So, how can you ask, Where is the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I speak to you, they're not just mere words, and I don't make them up on my own. The Father who resides in me crafts each word into a divine act. Believe me, I am in my Father and my Father is in me. If you can't believe that, then believe what you see. Believe the works. The person who trusts me will not only do what I'm doing, but will do greater things. Because I, on my way to the Father, am giving you the same work to do that I have been doing. You can count on it. From now on, whatever you request along the lines of who I am and what I'm doing, I'll do it. That's how the Father will be seen for who he is in the Son. I mean it. Whatever you request in this way, I'll do. So Jesus is with his friends, and they're talking, and apparently there is some confusion I don't know about you, but I get confused sometimes in life. And especially when I find myself in situations that are hard or I see people that I love and I care about and they're in difficult situations. And I find myself asking God, God, where are you? This week I was in a conversation with one of the former town council people of Mooresville and they were talking about the child poverty rate that exists in Mooresville graded schools and even more specifically in the Statesville schools. The percentage of some of the students in the schools in central Statesville on free and reduced lunch is over 90. One school is at like 98% of the student population is in free and reduced lunch lunch. His question to me was, Andrea, I just don't understand. I don't understand how we can live in such an area with with resources and and opulence and wealth. He said, "I'm, I'm pretty wealthy. And how can we just 15 miles down the road have students that go to bed hungry every single night? I don't understand. That was his question. Another question that I had very similar to that was two years ago when we were in Uganda. Some folks went that had never been before to a third world country. And in the bush of Uganda where there are... No power grids and power lines and running water. I mean, you're truly out there in the middle of just God's amazing creation, but no resources. The water was two miles away. And that night when we gathered back together to do our devotion and our spiritual formation, the question was asked to me, How? How can there be a good God? How can there be a God that's all-powerful and all-loving, all those omni-words that we talk about in church? How can there be a good God? And then you see these children and their bellies are protruding because they're starving to death. How? Well, Those are great questions. Those are questions I think we have the answer to, and I think the answer to that question resides in the fact that we have to put on our superhero suits. We're not doing a message series called No Ordinary Life and talking about superheroes just because it's fun, although that is one of our core values and we like to have fun. It's because it's real. I want you to listen to this passage again the same passage. But this time, instead of using the word my father, I'm going to use the word God because that's who Jesus was talking about. And again, remember, he's talking to the disciples and after his death and resurrection, the people who had been following him started recording these oral history stories on parchment, on tablets, Ultimately, it made it to modern day paper, and we have the words of Christ today. So I want you to hear this passage again because it contains the answers. It contains the answers to what does your supersuit look like? What does my supersuit look like? And then how? How can there be children dying of poverty 13 miles down the road from us or seven miles across the railroad tracks? And there's this good God. How can it make sense? Listen one more time. You've been with me all this time, Philip, and you still don't understand? I think if Jesus were using modern-day vernacular, he would go, really? Really? Really, Philip? Really, all of you? You've been with me all this time? You've seen the miracles, and you still don't get it. To see me, Philip and disciples, to see me is to see God. So how can you ask, where is God? Don't you believe that I am in God and God is in me? Now, West people and people worshiping online with West, that's nice and ethereal. It's nice to think about a divine God that resides in us, that we can rely on, and that in the darkest of days, it carries us that power and that presence of God, but there's more to it. So now I want you to listen really closely To the next part of this after Jesus is saying to them really you still don't get it really listen the words that I speak to you all this stuff I've been saying it's not just hot air it isn't just mere words I'm not making them up on my own God who resides in me Crafts Each word into a divine act So Believe me Believe me Now Brief aside And we talked about this back in the I Am series In February and March That statement, that verse John 14, 13 Some translations have it as Believe in me The King James Version, the New International Version, those translations have it meaning believe in me. So that is where we as followers of Christ have gotten a little sidetracked over the years because we have made faith about something that we have to believe in. Note the more modern and most recent translations, the Common English Bible. The message, the story, those translations of scripture take that Greek word for believe in and they have translated it back to the original text and so now it reads something different. Instead of believe in me, it says believe me because scholars say that the Greek word for believe meant trust. It's an action verb, trust. Not believe in something, but just believe, trust. You take the action and make it something that is a part of your heart and part of your soul, not part of your head. We analyze things way too much, and it causes us to just sit around and think about it. To believe something means we have to do something. We have to do it in our minds, our hearts, and our souls to trust. So Jesus says to them, believe me, trust me. I'm in my Father, I am in God, I am in the presence of God, and God, the presence of God, the love of God resides in me. If you don't believe that, then just believe what you see. William Barclay is a scholar And he says that the power of Jesus The power of the life of Jesus Was revealed far more in the power of the cross Than in the flesh and life of Jesus Now what does that mean? The power of Jesus Was revealed far more in the power of the cross Than in his flesh It means That this passage that we have just read came to life after he wasn't there with them anymore. Now Jesus knew the sacrifice, I believe, he knew the sacrifice that he was willing to make for the cause. The cause of letting people see God. And see what it means to live In the kingdom of God That had been his whole message all along It never changed Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand The kingdom of heaven is at hand It's here and now Not just something far away That's why I believe that the translation Back to the original Greek is believe Not just believe in something But believe We get too caught up in trying to believe in the person of Jesus That we don't believe the person Jesus To believe leave it means we do something with it. We live like he did. We follow him. It's up to us. We have to claim our super suits. It doesn't mean we put on an Avengers shirt. It means we just exist day to day. And we claim the gifts that we have been given because Jesus went on to say, these powers that you've seen me use, the healing and the miracles and and all those things, you can do it too. Sure you can. Just believe. Trust that the same powers of God that reside in me, they reside in you. I'm giving them to you. And if, if you will just believe, then you are going to do far greater things than I could ever think of or dream. All you have to do is believe. Go back to the questions about Uganda and how can there be a good God and children starving and dying of disease. Go back to the question about how can there be children in downtown Mooresville that do not have enough to eat and it's just five miles, seven miles across the railroad tracks or better yet, go 13 miles and you have a whole elementary school, 90 to 98%, there are like three or four schools that are over 90% free and reduced lunch in downtown Statesville. It's just next door. How can there be a good God the answer is perhaps found in us and our putting on our super suit. We each have one. What does it look like? I'm glad I didn't have the nice preacher dress for today because you see. This is ultimately a nicer version of my super suit. In a perfect world, I'd have on rainbow flip-flops and uh, athletic shorts and the baggiest t-shirt I could find. I cleaned up a little for worship. You have a super suit on right now. You didn't know it maybe this morning when you got out of bed and put on your clothes, but... Every day you put on your clothes, you've got on your super suit because guess what? It's not in an insignia on your chest. It's what lies within. It's your heart and your soul and also your mind. Jesus said, if you will believe me, believe me, those powers, these powers, they they live in you just like they live. In me, I want you to hear one more passage of scripture. It's later on in the story. Jesus went on and had the meal with them and then later on after he had been crucified and then they had experienced the risen Christ. They were gathered together again in a room. They were afraid. They had watched from afar their best friend be murdered for what he believed in those mighty and powerful acts that he was doing. He was not ushering in the kind of governmental kingdom that the people anticipated. He was ushering in a new kingdom. And it put people on edge. And so out of their fear and their anger... And their desire for control, they killed him. But those who followed him experienced the power of the cross that is revealed, like William Barclay said, far more in the power of the cross than in just the flesh. And here is how. In John 20, later on, at the end of the day, the disciples had gathered together Now, remember, this is after the crucifixion and resurrection. But fearful of the Jews, they had locked all the doors in the house. Now, Jesus entered, stood among them, and said, Peace to you. And then he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples, seeing the master with their own eyes, were exuberant. Jesus repeated his greeting, Peace to you, just as God sent me to the world, now I send you. And then he took a deep breath and breathed into them, Receive the Holy Spirit. That same breath that came out of the risen christ that breathed into each of those that followed him and believed him and believed in him and the words that he said and the vision of god that he gave that same breath that same power is here today whether you're in this room or whether you're in the comfort of your home or your car that power that presence of a riving of a risen and living god is here for us to claim. It's called the Holy Spirit. So when we come to the communion table in just a minute, we come and we remember those words. We remember that Jesus said that the power that I have, I'm giving to you. So when you have the bread and you have the cup, do it and remember me. But guess what? It's about more than just remembering we are called to put on and claim the powers that come in our super suits. I want you to take a look at this last video clip this morning. It is another example of a young person that is living into their own supersuit. Take a look.
2: 9-year-old Victor Flores is reluctant to walk down to a man-made pond on his grandfather's property. (laughs) It's also home to some ducks. But Last week, two feet of snow covered the ground in the Amador County town of Pioneer. Victor and a 7-year-old friend had just finished sledding down this road. Aiden and I both were chasing the ducks. He decided to walk on the pond. Victor says ice covered the pond. Within minutes, Aiden fell through and into the frigid 15-foot deep water. Victor tried to grab him. And then I slipped on the edge of the pond and fell into. I was shivering, and I lost both of my boots as soon as I fell in. He also lost his hat, but Aiden panicked. He was screaming my name, trying to pull me under so he could stand on me. And so what did you do at that point? When you were- I grabbed onto the crack in the edge of the pond and pulled myself out. He also pulled his friend over to a steep concrete rim and ran to pick up a nearby pole. This is a little gray pole that I used to pull him out with. Relatives in the house soon realized the boys were in trouble and called 911. (laughs) Cal Fire Captain Mark Chatterton was among those answering the call and was shocked to learn Victor had saved his friend.
1: In my mind You know, he was the true hero of this incident. We just came in and took over his efforts that he
2: um, started. Victor says he just did what he had to do. If it happened again, what would you do? I'd do the same thing I did. In Pioneer, Karen Massey, News 10.
0: If he had it to do over again, what would he do? He said he'd do the same thing. If I had extra, extra large white t-shirts, I'd give you all one, and we'd have a little exercise in drawing your insignia for your super suit. Mine is an A. Now, if you'll notice, this is not anything fancy. It isn't even ironed. That's the point. Far too often in life, we wait until things are just right. To try to do something to make a difference. To try to live a life that matters. To try to make our life extraordinary and not ordinary. We think, oh, I'll just wait till I get that job, and then I'll have more free time to volunteer. Or I'll wait until I get that raise, and then I'll give something to a cause that will make a difference. Our time is today, Jesus said Believe me, the power that lives in me lives in you. The Apostle Paul, when he started a church in Ephesus, he told them the exact same thing. The power of God resides in you. And you, with this power of the Holy Spirit, can do far greater things than you could ever possibly imagine. Read the verse, Ephesians three twenty. Glory to God, who is able to do far beyond all that we could ask or imagine by his power at work within us. So go back to the question of the gentleman who used to serve on the town council and the lady who walked the streets of Uganda. The answer To how can there be children in our local area starving and not having enough to eat? And how can there be whole throngs of people, of civilization in the 21st century dying of poverty and disease? How can that be and there be a God that is good? Well, the answer lies in our living into our super suits. God, who is able to do far beyond all that we could ask or imagine by his power, is at work within us. We don't really need a hero. We have one. And that hero gives us our power. It's why we sponsor kids in Nebi, Uganda, Uganda, That's why that's our mission focus this month. I'm sorry, I keep walking into the dark. Do you know that for every child that is sponsored, it's $50 a month, I believe, for every child that is sponsored, that is one child that you save potentially from AIDS? When we were in Uganda last year, we were talking about the power of sponsorships, and my family was talking about who we wanted to sponsor, and Jeffrey told me, Pastor Jeffrey told me a story about a little girl that once she became sponsored, they take them, they have the money to get the testing for AIDS, HIV, AIDS, and this one little girl uh, had been tested, and she tested positive, but because the family sponsored her, it was saving her life. She had responded beautifully to the medical treatment and she would not die. That's all it took for us to sponsor a kid. You can do that. All you got to do is go out to the info station, see Michelle Campbell, go online to World of God. You can do that. Do you know that for every can of food that you buy for Third Creek, you help kids have enough to eat at night with their families? It's not just for the kids, it's for their families. Do you know that every pair of tennis shoes that you buy for the back-to-school bash, it saves a family from needing to spend money on that so that they can get them more of the supplies that they need to subsidize what we give? You can make a difference. There are lots more ways than just the few that I've named. But God, who gives us that power, does far more than we could ask or imagine if we just claim it. was so high energy and so powerful, like for a brief second, I just thought, if I could just fly, you know, if I could just, if I could just be a superhero and fly, but you know what, I can, I need a Chick-fil-A tomorrow night, and you're like, what, that makes no sense at all, yes, it does, because you see, they're giving the proceeds, a percentage of the proceeds to the bash, and that will buy tennis shoes and school supplies, You can sponsor a kid in Nevi, Uganda. You can bring canned food this summer that won't expire before August. Guess what? Those kids are going to still be there. And next summer, we'll be ready with our food truck and food trailer so that they don't stay hungry throughout the summer. Thank you for being a part of a church that is missional. And thanks for being a superhero. Go claim and put on your super suit. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen.